The Word of God has not changed. So when the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, the world should not determine my lifestyle. The world should not determine how I think. I want to see the way God wants me to see. And Job eleven twenty says, But the eyes of the wicked shall fail, and they shall not escape, and their hope shall be as the giving up of the ghost. Their hope shall be as the giving up of the ghost. It's like it will totally leave you empty because it's a false hope, a false joy, a false peace. The believer, those who know Christ as Savior, we believe in the facts. We believe the truth. And we know that in the end, we will win. We know there's going to be a new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. But the only cure for mankind is a new birth. And then after they're born into God's family, to get them to serve God. You take that away. There is no hope for mankind. All the rules in the world won't work. And all the dictators will not work. Socialism does not work. And our country is headed toward socialism. We're already there. That's what's destroying this country is we do not have the Republican form of government. We've got socialism. And I'm trying my dead level best not to get sidetracked this morning. I'm trying to stay on course, the main highway. Sometimes I just forget where the, the on-ramp is. The next thing I wanted to mention to you, Proverbs 27, 20 makes this statement. Hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. The eyes of man is never satisfied. You see, we got eye trouble. And what you see, you want to see more. I remember one time when I was a student at Florida Bible College. And I was with a friend of mine, Bro Brian, and we was riding down the street there in Miami on the way to, I think it was the uh, uh, rescue mission I had to speak there. And we saw a girl. She walked by, and she didn't have enough material to make leggings for a hummingbird. <laughs> I'm telling you, it had gotten so high, it reached bottom. I almost wrecked. Did you know, years ago, when we saw anything that was not honorable, we were shocked. Shocked at what somebody said. Shocked at what somebody did. But see, the shock value has gone away. We're not shocked by anything anymore. And whatever anybody says to them, we're not ashamed anymore. A girl can get pregnant and be out there like that watermelon, and it doesn't matter anymore. Nobody's ashamed. Everybody does that. It used to not be acceptable because it brought reproach upon you. I'm not saying that people can't, they, they do make mistakes. They do things wrong. But you admit it, it was wrong. Today they're not saying it's wrong. It's okay. People shacking up with somebody, it's not wrong anymore. Yes, it is still wrong. Amen. Sex outside of marriage is still wrong. Amen. Just because people do it, don't mean you don't love the people. But there's, we're losing. We can't tell what's right and what's wrong anymore. Everything's a dirty gray. It's not black and white. Nobody knows what truth is. There's no such thing as absolute. It's all relative. It all depends. Well, you get back to the Bible, you find out it all depends on what God says. And that's what you go by. 
Second Peter chapter 2 and verse 14 makes this statement. It says, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin. Cannot cease from sin. Can't stop. And there's people just can't. It's like running away from truth. They can't stop running. When Adam sinned against God and the Lord showed up and he says, Adam, what did he say? Where are the, where are you? Here I come, ready or not. And Adam hid. Why did he hide? Why did he hide? Something changed. God didn't change. Something happened to him. You see, he sinned against God. And people who sin against God, regardless, willingly or unwillingly, they sin against God if they don't want the truth. They don't want the Bible, and they don't need God, and they don't need the church. They're going to do their own thing and go their own way. And that's what happens. Let me give you this. Because not only is the eye incurable, the Bible talks about the throat, talks about the tongue, talks about the lips, talks about the mouth. Let me just give a couple things to you. In Romans chapter 3 and verse 13 says... Their throat is an open sepulchre. This is how God sees lost people. The people in the world. The heathen. You look at some girl's mouth and all those pretty ruby lips. And she got on her lipstick and she got on her makeup. No spots, no blemishes. Boy, she's the prettiest little thing. And God says, she smells like a grave inside of her. You ever seen those commercials where some girl's... Smoking a camel. Who in the world wants to kiss a girl and smell a camel? But they want everything to be acceptable. And God says, inside of you, what's coming up out of you, all these things mentioned in the book of Mark, that's what's defiling you. It's coming from a source. There's a root problem. All the things that people do that's so bad and wrong is the fruit of a bad root. And the root is incurable. That's why God said, I want to plant another tree. I want to solve the problem so that whenever you die, you've got this new birth. This is the righteous tree that gets to go to heaven. A tree that doesn't have a sinful nature at its core. This one has a divine nature. It's the new birth. That God gives to you. So when you physically die, this one is buried. It's in the flesh, in the body. It's in my members. But absent from the body is present with the Lord. And we get to go to heaven wherein dwelleth righteousness. The only cure for an incurable heart is the new birth. And government can't provide that. They try to provide everything else, but they can't give anything to anybody unless they take it from somebody else first. And then they give it out to whoever they think meets their criteria. That's wickedness. That's not the Bible. It's not the Constitution. It's not the American way. And it's not the Republican form of government. He says in Psalms 5.9, For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulchre. They flatter with their tongue. There is no faithfulness. 
They have no control. Because you see, an old sinful desire keeps changing. The desires of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, everything keeps changing. And there's no stability. If people could find out, well, what is truth? And live truth. Did you know that if we did what God says, do God's way, every man would love his wife. Every man would love his children. Every wife would love her husband and love her kids. And if we did right, we'd, we'd all love the church. The church is people. Church isn't these buildings. It's not these walls. It's not that floor. It's not that pew you're sitting in. That's not a church. That's just things. Christ died for the church, not that carpet. He died for the church. Not those lights. Not that screen. He died for people. The people of the church. You. Some of you say, I don't like the church. You don't like the people that Christ died for? The only reason we come together is because we minister to each other. Because God says, I want you to help each other. To teach each other. To encourage one another. I've had some people say, you stomped all over my toes this morning. I just want to teach the word. I'm not trying to beat up nobody. I want to warn you. You've got to decide. Are you going to have the lifestyle that God wants? Or the lifestyle that's acceptable by the world? And if you choose to be different from the world, you're going to get persecuted. You're not going to have a free ride. If you don't do what God says do, the way God wants it done, God says, I'll put a yoke of iron upon your neck until it destroys you. The cares of this world will ruin you. When you start losing jobs and you lose money and you lose your home and you lose everything, you better have something else strong inside of you to keep you doing what's right and to keep your attitude right and to keep walking with God and trusting the Lord. You need something more than what can be given to you by the government. Because I believe in the future it's going to get ugly. It's going to get real ugly. And a wise man prepares ahead of time. He says, go to the ant and learn his ways. Prepare ahead of time, and God will bless you for it. Also, a thing I wanted to lip, read to you. It says, the poison of asp is under their lips. It means it's kind of like a rattlesnake that has poison. And when it bites, it injects poison. Did you know that every one of us, the Bible says there's the devil. And he told his people that were listening to him that day in John chapter 8. He said, ye are of your father, the devil. You're of your father, the devil. The devil is the serpent. And all of us that are born into this world are like little serpents. Have you ever called somebody, you little snake? We're little serpents. And we have poison. We have fangs. Did you know that you can kill the love of somebody with a sharp tongue? You can be so mean and so ugly, and you can destroy. You may never take a gun and blow somebody away, and you may never take a knife and gut them to death, but you might say something that's mean and ugly and hateful and destroy somebody's character. The Bible said this is our photo op. This is a picture. When I first came here, I... After a while, I said, I, I want a picture of me and the people. 
because all those pictures eventually they could come off the wall and I'm going to put them in the yearbook because I wanted it. And I gave everybody here a picture also. I want to remember, not that you were a little snake, but you were one of God's children. You are those who have believed on the Lord. And God made you his saint. There's a lot of saint between a saint and a serpent. And there's many of God's people that are allowing this old sinful nature to come out and strike. Have you ever noticed that you can be sweet to your wife and say wonderful things? Ah, everything's just lovey-dovey. But if you say something mean and ugly toward her, she's like a rattlesnake that calls up and strikes right back, buddy. And that poison can be there, can be deadly. You say, really? <laughs> you didn't know that? When you look at that pretty little thing, and you fall in love with that dimple? When you marry her, you get the whole thing. Not just the dimple. You get all of her. And they have a side to them that you ought to understand. Every person is capable of being mean and ugly and unkind. You say, well, I would never be like that. What you just said revealed that. The word of a wise man's mouth are gracious. But the lips of a fool will swallow up himself. Picture a guy swallowing himself. Romans 3.14, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. The mouth, that's the way people are. And you may not say the word. Have you ever noticed some Christians have Christian swear words? I don't even want to tell you what they are. But they don't use the words that the world uses, but they have Christian swear words. You just have to figure that out for yourself. I'm not going there. I've had a man tell me, he says, I have never used profanity. But if you'll write it, I'll sign it. You want to, but you don't. Because if you love the Lord and you want to watch everything that you say and do, so our eye, we don't see the way God wants us to see. We don't always talk about the things we ought to talk about. Because the mouth's corrupted. Our eyes are... We don't always listen to what we're supposed to listen to. Our, our ears are corrupted. And Job 9.20 says, If I justify myself, mine own mouth shall condemn me. If I say I am perfect, it shall also prove me perverse. This is the way we are. As God sees us, we are a wicked, sinful individual. That's why no man... To go to heaven. Because only perfect people can go to heaven. Only righteous people can go to heaven. And all of us have sinned. And nobody can ever live good enough to qualify to go to heaven. And all the religions of the world, if it cannot cure the common heart, it can't help you. It can only make you more religious and trust in yourself. And that's why only the new birth can help any man. That's why it's so important. What about the feet? Romans 3.15, their feet are swift to shed blood. Proverbs 1.15, for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. And then Proverbs 6.18, he says, and heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief. And this is the picture, this is, this is people's picture all over the world. This is the way man are, man is. All of us are like this. Oh, there's a few people who are able to control 
that old sinful nature, because of various things that they have learned, principles from the Word of God, and they may never have trusted Christ as Savior. Did you know that probably 50, 60, 70 years ago, the lost man had higher standards than the Christian does today? I'm serious. I used to have teenagers come out to our ranch meeting, and, you know, 50 years ago, 45, I mean there, and they had, they dressed better, they looked better, they talked better. They acted better with more respect than most Christians do today. Am I telling you the truth or am I lying to you? I'm telling you the truth. They used to even be able to have the Bible in the schools. Prayer. Godly teachers. But all that's been taken, i got to get them out of here. Because sin abounds when the love waxes cold. When people don't love anymore. They don't forget how to do that. They don't know how to sacrifice. They don't know how to give up something for somebody else just because they love people. Because they want the best for somebody. You can't even trust the people that you send to Washington, can you, for doing the right thing. Have you ever noticed that every time there's something happens, they send you something in the mail and send us money, send us money, send us money. Why do I got to send anybody any money? I voted for you to get up there and get the job done. Why have I got to pay for some more money? You're taking out of my pocket and the taxes, and then you want me to donate some more money so that I can, you can win over this thing. That's what you're supposed to do anyway. Vote right. If you had men of character, they couldn't have been bought. I think sometime, wouldn't it be so neat if we could just get a handful of people that had some backbone to go and make the right decisions? Because this is the Constitution. All of our decisions go according to this. If you don't agree with this, you don't do it. When I was in Colorado, we had Christians for good government. So me and another guy, part of our job was we were supposed to go around representing Christian schools to interview those that were running for office, state and Washington. And we'd always ask them the question, have you read the Constitution? No, 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 no. They've never even read it. They're going to Washington to protect my rights. They don't even know what they are. They think your rights is whatever they tell you your rights are. And they can take and pass any law they want. No, you don't do that. But that's what we produce. And most of the schools today don't teach the Bill of Rights or the Constitution in correct history. They change history. They make the good the bad and the bad the good. The Bible talks about that. And that's the way she goes. I wrote something down. Let me just read this to you. You must admit you have a pre-existing condition that nobody else can cure. You see, the only reason you come to Christ and trust him as your Savior, you have to admit you have a pre-existing condition that nobody else can cure. No religion can cure this. You see, I'm not going to heaven because, what, you're a Baptist or you're a Methodist or you're a Catholic or you're Jehovah's Witness or you're a foot-washing Aborigine. You're not going to heaven because of anything like that. You go to heaven because you must admit you have a pre-existing condition that nobody can help you with. That's why you have to trust him and him alone. You can't trust yourself. You're the problem. 
You can't save yourself. It's not by your works that you have to have this new birth. And there's only one that can give you the new birth, and that's Jesus Christ. And once you trust Christ as your Savior, He gives you eternal life, and you go to heaven on what He did on the cross for you. That makes so much sense to me. Let me read you a verse from Jeremiah in chapter 17. This is what he says. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And I believe that when he says, who can know it, it means the heart is incurably sick. Incurably sick. And how do I solve it? It's incurable. Did you know that when you get saved, you never cure the old sinful nature? You still have an old sinful nature. My job is not to change my old sinful nature. You can't change it. Is that God gave you the new birth, and the new birth, you got a divine nature. And divine nature, God wants you to decide to serve the Lord. And every minute I serve the Lord, I can't serve the flesh. Every hour I spend serving the Lord, I can't spend serving the flesh. And every day I spend serving the Lord, I can't spend serving the flesh. And every month and every year I give serving the Lord, I can't give serving the Lord. But if you don't give God your time, it goes automatically to the flesh. He gets it. You see, you can't just do whatever you want to do. There's a choice to be made. You can't do what you want and just get away with it. There's results. And the Bible says, you shall reap what you sow. And if I sow by serving God, I'm going to get some good things. Not all here, but when I get to heaven, I believe in payday someday. And if I don't serve the Lord and I live in the flesh, after the flesh, then I'm going to have the works of the flesh and I'm going to have God's chastening hand upon me. i got a choice to make. Look up here. Letting this hand represent you and me. And this wallet represents sin. We all have sin on us. Everybody is a sinner. The reason we do these things that people can see is because it comes from a, a bad root. It's from the inside of us. And you can't cure that. You can't change it. You can't alter it. There's nothing you can do about that old wicked root that brings forth this old wicked fruit. So God says you cannot save yourself. The wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God, but God loves us. He says to go to heaven, you have to be perfect as righteous as God. None of us are perfect. None of us are righteous. We're all sinners. And the Bible says that we have um, come short of God's perfection. God says you need a savior. But this is incurable. This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord God in the flesh. He came into this world because he loves us, hates our sin because it separates us from him. Christ took all the sin of all the world, paid for it on the cross, and came back from the dead. Now, he paid for the sins. But the decision to make whether to accept that is still yours. You can accept it or you can reject it. But when you believe he did it for you, he gives to you a brand new birth. One that's born of God without a sinful nature. Now, he didn't change this old sinful nature that you have. 
He just paid for what you did wrong, but you still have the old bad root living inside of your physical body. An old sinful nature with sinful desires and lust of the flesh and everything that's rebellious, it's still part of you. So when you trusted Christ, he gave you a new birth. And the new birth is born of God. And if it's born of God, God's the father. You're the child. It has no sinful nature. If it has no sinful nature, it cannot sin. If it cannot sin, it cannot die. And that's why whenever you die physically, physically, the body, absent from the body, this one will be absent from the body, present with the Lord. You go to be with the Lord in heaven. You see, the new birth is the only cure for this incurable disease called sin. And the only time you'll actually get rid of this one is when it physically dies or you're taken out of this world. And you'll be totally, perfectly cured. You see, it's already, but you're still living together in one body. So you, in this body, you're going to suffer the consequences of that old sinful nature that you have. Let's pray, shall we? Every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, friend, I want you to know God does love you. He really does. And so do I. I just try to tell people truth. I don't have time to play games and run around the world, come in the back door approach. I wish I had honey just dropping all over me, but I'm not, I'm not wired that way. I'd like to be honest with you and up front. God loves you. He sent his son to die for you. There is no other hope. There is no other way. There is no cure for the human heart except the new birth. And if you don't accept Christ as your Savior, you have no hope. There is no other way. So right now in the quietness of this moment, or you that are watching by internet, would you right now say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner, and I believe Christ died and paid for my sins, and I will trust him right now as my Savior. Friend, if you trust him right now as your Savior, he gives you right now the free gift of eternal life. You go to heaven on what Christ did for you. Would you believe it? I pray that you will. So with head bowed, eyes closed, and no one looking around, if what I said made sense to you, say, Preacher, that made sense. And right now, I will trust Christ as my Savior. If you've already done it, you don't need to do it again. But if you've never done it, would you say, Yes, I will. Would you slip you in it very quickly and put it right back down? Anyone at all? Before we leave, before we have prayer. Say, yes, I, that made sense to me. And I want to know that I'm going to heaven. Anyone at all? You that have trusted Christ as your Savior, yes, you're God's child. Serve the Lord with all your heart. Don't conform to the world. And don't accept the lifestyle that's sinful and wicked. As though it's okay. No, it's still wrong but still love the people. I try to win a homosexual if I can. I try to lead a person to the Lord if they're abortion. I don't care what they've done. We've all sinned. But there's things that should not be acceptable in society. Father, we thank you so much for this time together. Bless each one. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.